Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and bring it to the streets. Give me a shout out, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Always an honor and a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, through the air, got my co-host with me, Pastor Michael Teddy from India. We we were talking about a few things before we got on. You know us; we try to plan something, but who knows what we uh, will talk about? But we'll talk about something for the next twenty-five minutes. But I do want to get you to Pastor Michael. Michael, um, tell us how the church is doing. How's Baby Ethan? How's the wife? What's going down there in India? How's the weather there, anyway? Too. The weather is very rainy. Uh, it's it's been uh, it's been raining. It's been pouring for two days now. It's it was very hot uh, till two days ago. So it's the weather is slowly getting cooler, uh, and it's uh, nearing December. So we usually have a you know rains in December. We don't have snow. Uh, it's cooler than usual, but it's not really all that cold down here south. And uh, church is doing well. We've got more people, um, you know, we're growing in numbers after a long time. And uh, that's kind of like a new experience for us. I'm sure when we talk about it today, we'll have stuff of that to talk about. And uh, we've, uh, yeah, we're kind of reaching our max capacity where we meet right now. And so we've been talking about what do we, where do we go from here? What do we do? And so it's just been interesting to see the number of people that have been coming in and wanting to know more. And uh, so God's been good. And uh, God, yeah, God's been really good. Praise the Lord. So uh, two conversations we were having before we came on the air was uh, the difference between infant baptism, pedo baptism, or believer's baptism. And that was a little interesting um, uh, discussion we had. You know, I, I've always looked at, as we were looking at some of um, circumcision and some of the Old Testament things we depicted that it's the faith of Abraham and and things of that nature. But those are always interesting discussions. But in, in my view, Michael, Pastor Michael, they're not salvational, really, right? I mean, so it, sometimes it's a, it's good to discuss, but I mean at the end of the day, I and you know, unless it's it's Catholic theology where that's part they make that part of salvation. But I don't know how much argumentation we can put into those those areas, you know. Yeah, those are topics that I like to say are important, but not important in the way that it gets in the way of your salvation. Um, so we have truths which are cardinal truths, truths which are primary, which cannot be denied. If if so, if, if we deny those truths, such as the deity of Christ, if we deny that there is uh, only one way, uh, one way and one way alone, uh, in hope of eternal life, and that's Jesus Christ. If we deny that, then we're not saved. We don't have salvation. So uh, the central tenet of our faith, the core convictions that are unavoidable is what we call the primary doctrines. And um, 
baptism is not one of those primary doctrines but that's not to say it's not an important doctrine because baptism is one of the two sacraments or ordinances of the church they are one of the two ordinances we follow as a church and so the reason we do perform baptism whether it's adult or infant is because all of us believe that baptism in and of itself is important it's a covenant sign we've been instructed to do it but then the argument is how do we do it uh, to whom do we perform it and uh, you know is it, do we extend it to the children of believers do we not and so at that point you're really looking at the secondary issue um, and you're looking at how to go about uh, per- performing or uh, administering that ordinance yeah. and so which is why we're able to fellowship even though we we disagree and uh, things yeah. like that yeah yeah, and I think that's important. You know, we don't want to break fellowship with with uh, brothers like that, obviously. You know, as, as as pastors and theologians, I really believe that all pastors should be theologians. Uh, pastors, yes, but theologians. You know, in the things of God, and you know, we want to try to get it right. I mean, it's not that, right. you know, we don't want to break fellowship over like you would call secondary issues, but I always say to myself, can there be anything secondary with God, right? I mean, I always, right. uh, you know, think about that. I, I know sometimes we label stuff like first, second, tertiary and stuff. But at the end of the day, um, I think as theologians, we want to try by God's grace to get it right. But knowing Absolutely. that we are, like Paul says, we kind of just know in part right now, we don't have a full right. knowledge. But I also, I, so the challenge is that the, the profoundness of what you're saying is that, yes, it may be a secondary issue, but with God, we probably want to get secondary issues right too, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, if, you know, we could say that, you know, if you want to go to the tertiary issue, it, you know, we could say that eschatology is a tertiary issue. The discussion of the end times is is a is a very tertiary issue. But we still want to get we, that. We'd still like to get that right, though, right? I mean, we should, yeah, because because Jesus did say that you're able to look at uh, the winds blowing and uh, the storm from a distance, and you know a storm is coming. You're you're able to read the signs of the times, but but you're not able to you know know about heavenly things. You're not able to read the signs of what God is doing. And um, eschatology, I mean, God's given us an entire book on it, or several. <laughs> he's written, he's given us much uh, in his word. He's given us texts that talk about the end times. And he wouldn't do that if he didn't want us to know. And so the point being, uh, everything is important, but not everything is important or pertaining to salvation necessarily meaning that you can be saved and we all are bound to get some of these things wrong. But God expects us to be diligent in our pursuit, our study, our understanding of it. And so as a Baptist pastor, when I try to understand the position of my pedo-Baptist brothers, I'm not just doing that so that I, you know, I, I'll be able to argue with them. I'm doing that because I sincerely want to know what is it that they see in the word that convinces them to think that way. And I really want to be challenged in my views so that so that I know for sure that I am thinking clearly about these things. And I think that's God honoring for us to be able to not be afraid of truth, 
even if it means that it can actually change us. But we're theologians, and theologians love truth, and theologians love the word. And what we love the most is throwing ourselves upon Scripture and allowing the Word of God to transform our lives. And that's what we teach. That's what we uh, show as an example to others. That's why we approach the Word of God. And so, um, yeah, I'm I'm in complete agreement. I mean, these are these are issues we can agree and agree to disagree, but they are important issues nevertheless. And we must, as Christians, study and try to understand what the Bible is trying to tell us. You know, that's what I like about street talk theology. I, I we kind of coined this show over just like sitting, you know, having a cup of coffee in the street or on a street corner or on a cafe and just kind of talking about the things of God. And I think, and I think that's missing today, Pastor Michael. I think that, you know, yeah, we're in church. I mean, I'm in my office and you're kind of in your office because that's where the church is at. And I think those things are good. But, but I think that in these discussions, um, as we have them in love, whether it's, you know, infant baptism, believer's baptism, rapture, no rapture, our mill, pre-mill. I think the these are good things because it keeps us in the things of God. I mean, you know, um, Sunday we come here, you know, we, we fellowship on uh, some Sundays have the Lord's Supper. We preach the word. But these are things that would be good conversations at home or good conversations on a podcast, you know, just to keep us in the things of God. You know, um, like we were talking now, another thing we spoke about baptism. Then we started talking about a little bit about church growth. Now, you just mentioned in, in your opening that your church is growing and, and you're praising God for that. So my question is, especially in the American sphere, if I may, or in American Christianity, I, I don't even know why I'm saying that, but it's just the way maybe American Christianity sometimes is shaped. Do you believe that, and just a question, is the amount of people in the church showing that God is gracing that church? Or is the amount of people in the church is because maybe ears are being tickled? I mean, probably. And that's and that, that may be a question that you can answer both on either or. But so how do you look at the, uh, a lot of, the church growth movement today that's a numbers are a big thing right so i i think uh, so i'd see it uh, in two ways one uh, one i'd like to talk about it from the perspective of uh, of what's happening to the culture and second i'd like to talk about it from the perspective of the uh, how ministries tend to structure themselves from a cultural standpoint church growth is a good thing um, to have what what happens is when you have a lot of churches that you might disagree with and have all sorts of disagreements with and their conduct practice all of those things uh, now what we need to understand is uh, when we say cardinal truths we're saying the gospel has to be there the gospel of jesus christ has to be preached people have to believe in the gospel now that's the central tenet of of, of Christianity. Now, everything else is important, like what we've been discussing, but there's going to be disagreements and some disagreements are going to be so far apart that it's very difficult for us to fellowship with them because we, we believe that their ministry practices are actually damaging 
rather than being constructive and helping people come closer to god i'll give you an example the prosperity gospel the health wealth and prosperity gospel the uh, the uh, performance program oriented churches that's all about the lights the stage the getting the youth hyped in on it and that's that's one way of going about it that we would far distance away from that and say no preach the word faithfully you know preach the word faithfully for paul said i did not come with you with words of eloquence and uh, lofty words i came to you preaching christ crucified and so we would say no take the bible to them preach well and so those are extreme ends of of the spectrum but the one good thing of having a lot of churches regardless of the spectrum is that some of the christian world view will begin begin to impact the culture they have to deal with the bible at the end of the day and that influence overall will affect the society and the culture and so that you that you see so for example in america when you have so many churches you do see the damage caused by one end of the spectrum and the how healthy the other end of the spectrum is but at the end of the day you have a constitution that allows for religious liberty and freedom like no other nation has mm. you have the ability today at least so far the freedom of speech in a way that no other country in the world has so all of those things had happened because of that kind of an influence i mean we talk about abortion and the issues relating to abortion and things like that what's happening now in much of those issues is that the culture has now begun to seep into the church and that's damaging and that's unhealthy and some churches have left their doors wide open to let the culture come in but by and large when you have so many churches there is some amount of bible going out as well so from a cultural perspective it's not all bad it's a give and take there's a lot of bad and there's some good but from a ministry practice point of view where it's how should churches grow themselves how should churches consider biblical growth that's a much more narrow easier thing to explain which is um we are not here to uh, grow our numbers as a metric of our success the measure of our success is our faithfulness uh in the bible god does not promise us success the way the world sees success the god does not promise us that our church is going to last for centuries with thousands of people coming to faith none of those guarantees are given to us in fact the bible does not necessarily guarantee a tomorrow what the bible guarantees is that christ is with us and in him we have everything that we need amen so whether in sickness or in health whether in abundance or in little i am content i can do all things through christ who strengthens me and so as a ministry as a church when we plant a church for us how we did it when we planted the church we never had an agenda of you know they kept asking us what's your five year plan and uh, we never had a five year plan because we were very young as a church and we had no clue what one year was going to look like 
you know, forget five years. I had people come up and tell me that you cannot consistently do what you're doing unless you have uh, all your sermons charted out for a year. And I couldn't do that because I was a young preacher. I could at best chart myself out for a month or two months, you know. And But what I began to see is there's a lot of metric in ministry, ministry and how to do ministry that's become like a solid, this is how you should do it. There's no other way to do it kind of a thing. But the interesting thing is as we've grown as a church, slowly these uh, systems have come into place. There was a time and a place where they became useful for us to organize ourselves, plan way ahead in time and do all of those kind of things. But I guess what I'm saying is when we planted a church, uh, we didn't have a five-year plan. Uh, we just trusted God. Uh, in fact, when we, when we planted the church, we didn't have any money. Uh, we didn't even think about raising funds. We didn't even know we needed funds. And, um, and we've never asked for funds. And God has always provided. Uh, we've never lacked anything. Whenever there was a need, God has always come to us and given to us what we need. So we've, we've grown that way. And, and because of that, we never had. So I'll, I'll give an example. We've had church services when we began where there were, there were more members in the Trinity than, than in the church. <laughs> so it's just, it's just been, you know, it's been Ashok and me one Sunday. We came together. Nobody else was there. It was a holiday. Everybody had gone for vacations with their families and nobody was there. It was just the two of us. We, we we literally sat down and I preached to him and I preached the word to him and he sat and he listened and we sat together, fellowship, we broke bread, we praised the Lord. And, yeah. You know, I was so small and we didn't feel like we weren't growing. I mean, we were never thinking, why aren't we growing? But what we did was what Paul advised us to do. We preached Christ crucified. We kept doing what we believe the Bible calls us to do. And we knew that doing that is the measure of our success, that Christ is honored, Christ is pleased. And he is pleased now after seven to eight years to suddenly make our hall full of people. You know, I think I, and you know, we have a, we're, we're going to do one segment here today because uh, we do have some good news. We're getting our shoot back in a couple of days. So we'll be hearing our shoot before, um, we close out. Uh, I think we got five shows before we take our Christmas break or something like that. I got to check with the producers. But, um, you know, what What I'm hearing and, and what's encouraging is that God causes the growth. And I, I and maybe maybe my point is in these last couple of minutes is that we got to be careful with gimmicks. We got to be careful of what we advertise to bring people into the church, because I, I don't. I, I think what I'm hearing, you you had a service with two people, you and Ashuk, and I think what I'm hearing is the faithfulness to God, and the faithfulness to God, the Trinity the faithfulness to our preaching and teaching God's word is probably the bre the best prerequisite for growth if it comes or if it doesn't. 
because I think that what I'm hearing you saying is you didn't, when Ashuk came on that day for church, you didn't say, hey, let's have a sandwich and let's talk about first Corinthians. Now, you could have did that, but you came together as a church and had a service. The pastor, yep. right? And his student or congregant, same thing, student, you know, and we yep. don't say that pejoratively, you say that encouragingly. So what I'm hearing is the more you are faithful in the things of God, pertaining to the things of God and how God has ordained us to um, do church, the growth is up to God. It is. It is. You know, and uh, I keep telling, I keep telling a lot of youngsters who now come to a church and try to understand how we grew this much. and, And I keep telling all of them, one thing that we have to recognize is that we are not the heroes of our stories. You know, we watch all these movies and we read mm. all these books and we know all these great heroes and we are not the heroes of our story. We are the pedestrians who were, sa- who were saved by that one hero who came into the scene and, and did it all so that we might live. And all our life is spent making him known. And so when we think about growing a church, planting a church and having people come, the desire is to make much of Christ, so much of Christ and nothing of ourselves. And if that means that we have a slow growth and if that, you know, and for myself, I was even today in our church, we have people who are pursuing eldership, but current, currently I'm the only elder of the church. I'm the preaching pastor of the church and I don't have co-elders with me. I know my limitations. I know what I cannot do. And I know the churches around me with multiple elders, what all they're able to do because of the number of people that are in there. I'm not tempted to do what they want to do. I'm not tempted to replicate all of that because I understand my limitations. But what I want to do is with whatever has been given to me, I want to make much of Christ. I want to make him known. And to the measure he gives me the strength, I want to do that. And God has been more than faithful to use that to bring many a people uh, to the faith and keep them going. And I, I thank God for that. And it's and that's been the measure of my success. The measure of my success has been, I love making much of Jesus and I want to keep doing it and I don't want to stop. Yeah, that's and I, and I think that, you know, it talks about faithfulness. I mean, you know, um, Abraham was righteous because, you know, his his faithfulness. I mean, his, he was counted righteous because of his faith in the Lord. And I think that's all we can do, you know, and, and we know, my, uh, Pastor Michael, that you deal with a lot of personalities in the church. You can't please everybody in the church. You got to preach the gospel. The gospel, you know, rightly preached will change hearts and change minds. And, and um, it's just... You know that we live in a world that 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 is you know we're a minority people a minority voice, but uh, as Ashuk would say, the mustard seed right it's going to grow and yeah. you know uh, looking at his eschatological view and we'll probably get some of that when we speak to him this week but but I it's for me when me and you speak obviously it's not church but 
this is, I mean, look at the things God has done between two brothers, two pastors, that we can get together, one in America, one in India. This is a work of God, just the way that we can share our our different cultural um, aspects that we come from, you from India, me from America, pick each other's brain, talk theology, read the same books, um, and just have fellowship. That's a gift from God. Um, it's a miracle. It's, it's a miracle. It really is. I mean, just think about how we met and, and you know, and maybe next week we'll speak about Test of a Boy and, and some of the things that we've been able to do together, uh, America and right. India, and that's a God thing. And, and, and at the end of the day, um, if a, a little church like yours in India and a little church like here in Casa Grande, we can come together and help another church in India. I mean, that's, you know, that's a God thing. And, you know, we got a minute. Um, bless us, Michael. Give us a benediction for Street Talk Theology. We got about five shows more for the fourth season. And then we start our fifth season, the beginning of the year. We're glad to have our shoot back um, next week. But give us a benediction as we sign off. End it, or you can end it and just say it's uh, street talk theology. We take theology and bring it to the streets, and we'll we'll close with that. So you got about the 30 seconds, uh, Michael. Right. As I always like to say, we never trust in our abilities. We trust in the God who gave us all the abilities that we have. And to be faithful is for us to take all that he has given us and to offer it back to him with joy and thanks, thankfulness. And God is good to us, and he has been gracious to us, and may he be gracious to us in the days to come. May we be faithful as churches, as brothers, as sisters, as his people, may we stand strong and make his name known. And this is Street Talk Theology, where we take theology seriously and we bring it to the streets. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.